0: Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you for all that you've done for us. We love you for everything that you're doing in us right now and everything that's gonna happen. Lord, we thank you for this room. We thank you for every person in here. Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd come and you do what only you can do in our lives. I pray that none of us would leave the same we came. pray that that would be the expectation in our heart. As we open your word, would you speak to us? Give us soft hearts to receive from you this morning. Help us to respond to whatever you speak to us love you, we love you, we love you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, give somebody a hug before you sit down, don't sit down so fast, a hug, high five, welcome, a kiss if appropriate, a big kiss if it's super appropriate and you're feeling great about it, amen, love you bro, oh that was my hug, I get it. Woo, a little slow. Go ahead and pull out your Bibles. Open up to Acts chapter one this morning. And I've already had fun in church today. I'm the only one apparently, but I'm okay with that. Acts chapter one, go ahead and pull out some, something to take notes with this morning. I said this last week, I'll say it again. We got a long way to go today. You guys up for a journey? Woo! That's what I'm talking about. We're continuing our series that we've been in. If you haven't been with us, we're in the middle of a series called 50 More Days. 50 More Days. We started um, on Easter celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And the title of our message was, It's Finished, But It's Not Over. said, It's finished, but it's not over. Anybody who had faith that God still wants to do more in your life said, Amen. It's finished, but it's not over. We talked about how Jesus raised from the dead and it was finished, but he wasn't done. He stuck around earth for another 40 days um, to tell us more about the kingdom of God because he wasn't, he wasn't done getting the message across. And we've talked the last few weeks that uh, he, he came to his disciples. He said, you've got to go to Galilee. We talked, about, uh, we talked about what that meant. We talked about, um, you've got to go to Chick-fil-A. Jesus didn't say that, but, you know, is to make a point that the kingdom of God is this thing where if you really want to know what it's all about, you just got to go. Kind of like Chick-fil-A, right? you got to go to Ch- Galilee, you got to go to Chick-fil-A, and, and last week we talked about how Jesus changed the game. He changed this game, this life game that we're, that, that we're all kind of in. See, the world's telling us that we're all playing the same game in life. We're playing this game of addition. What, what can you add to your life? What's going to add the most to your life? What religion, what thought process, what priority, what political party, all what's going to add the most to you? But Jesus changes the game because people think Jesus is just another way to add to your life, but he's not another way to play the game. He changes the game altogether. He says, the game in the kingdom isn't a game of addition. Jesus opens the door to you to live a life of multiplication. Multiplication, expanding impact and influence in people's lives for the glory of God. Anybody want to live a life of Multiplication. It's awesome. It's been fun in our, in our time together. So we're going we're to keep going off of this, these 50 more days. We've been dealing with the 40 days of, of Jesus on earth after the resurrection. And we're turning into the final 10. That gives us a grand total of 50. I graduated from math class. Way to go. This morning I want to talk to you from this title, From A to P. From A to P. Write that at the top of your notes. Anybody in Acts chapter 1 yet? Way to go, team. We're going to read about uh, Jesus Jesus ascending into heaven. He's been on earth for these 40 days, and at the end of 40 days, he gathers his disciples one last time to share some things with them, and then he uh, ascends to be in heaven with the Father, and um, that's an interesting deal. First, for a long time, people were trying to follow God and expecting this Messiah, the Messiah comes. He's different than what they thought, he, he dies, he, he raises again, that's pretty crazy, and then he sticks around for a while, and all of a sudden, ascending into heaven, Jesus is an interesting man to follow. Has anybody else found that he's an interesting man to follow? So if you're following Jesus and you're thinking this makes no sense, you're probably on the right track. We'll just, we'll just keep rolling with that, right? From A to P. So we're going to read about the ascension, Jesus' kind of farewell to uh, his, his, his followers, and also really, I mean, his time on earth is, is closing as far as God being with us in the flesh, and you would, you would think that this farewell would be sort of like a closing of the door, kind of a closing ceremony type of thing, the closing of an era, sort of the ride off into the sunset, roll the credits, happy feeling, ah, that was awesome. Way to go. Great movie. Jesus came. That was great. You kind of expect that, that from a farewell. But, but we really get something entirely different when we read this farewell. Again, sometimes Jesus does something that you're not quite expecting. So Acts chapter 1, we're going to be in, uh, we'll start in verse, verse 3. Can I start in verse 3? Great. Verse 3, it says, um, He presented himself alive to them after suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. That's what we've been talking about the last several weeks, and that's what this series is all about. Verse 4. And while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Very interesting. Instead of a rolling of the credits in verse 4, we kind of get this whammy of an instruction, right? After 40 days, he's been saying, go, go to Galilee, go make disciples, go, 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 this kingdom, you got to go, but wait. There he goes again. You're like, I thought we were going, but now you're saying waiting. And this was supposed to be kind of the wrap up, but now we're supposed to wait for something. he says, wait. For the promise of the Father, you heard from me, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus is talking with his disciples. He's talking with his main guys, okay? So picture kind of the scenario. He showed up to them roughly 40 days ago, says, go to Galilee. He's appearing to people on and off, tons of people doing all kinds of things. They rendezvous in Galilee. He's been giving them instructions. I mean, these are the guys. They've been with him the whole time, through these forty days, the whole deal. And he says, wait for the promise of the Father. I mean, these are these are the people. Like these are the guys who are who he is entrusting with, you know, the kingdom of God. Like, you know, the whole message of this whole thing to carry on so that we would be here today. Important guys. He he trusts these folks. They've been prepared, they've been trained. These are the most equipped people on the planet to like do ministry and follow God and everything like that. Nobody in history had ever walked with God in the flesh, let alone for like three years, right? I mean, wow. Talk about like a training school or like Bible college. Just walk with Jesus in the flesh. I mean, nobody's done this before. These guys, these guys are ready. They've camped out with God, they've, they've eaten with him, they've heard him, they've watched, they've listened, they've seen, they've, he's even sent them out to do little mini mission trips themselves. These are the guys, these, these are the guys, they're ready to go, but he says, wait, one of these final things, wait, why, 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 why would you wait? Wait, because there's more. There's still something I want to give you. I mean, if I'm there, I'm thinking like, seriously, they're. What else could there be? I mean, I'm feeling pretty ready. You know, you're God in the flesh and everything. Like, saw it all happen, and here we go. But wait, there's more. I'm sending you the promise of the Father. And it kind of begs the question, like, what have we been getting up to this point? (laughs) Like, I kind of thought this all was the whole promise of the Father. We still haven't even gotten that, And Jesus is saying, yes, actually, there's more. There's more. Do not leave until you get it, it's pretty important. Not really like, if you wanna stick around, there's a little bit more, but you don't need it. Say, no, there's, there's something more, and you need to sit tight, until you get this thing. It's crazy, Jesus apparently didn't just come to live a perfect life, and die a death to pay for your sins, like that would've been awesome if that was it. But then he raises from the dead, so that we could actually not just have our sins forgiven, but then live forgiven. Come on. We can live forgiven. That's like really awesome. So he lives that life, and he lives his life. He, he dies his death, and he's, he sticks around to make sure that we get the point, point. and then in verse five, he says, but I'm not done. You will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Okay, so I don't know where your church background is, but we've, you know, had this Christianity thing around for like the last 2,000 years, right? So we're like 2,000 years ahead of these guys in some ways. There's all kinds of theological thoughts and denominations and phrases and language and all of these things, right? And, and anybody grow up in church at all? Like, anybody grow up going to church? Awesome. So, you know, we've got some, for some history with this, but these guys didn't, this is not like a common phrase for them. They didn't grow up hearing this in church. And so we need to kind of undo, like, what, what's Jesus saying when he says you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now? The word baptized means to be immersed, to be totally immersed. Covered like drenched. So he's telling these guys, I've been doing all this stuff, I've been teaching you all of these things, but you need to wait because you're going to get covered in God, like drenched in God. OK. What? What's that going to be like? like how, are we going to know or when? how's that work? How does that work? How does that work? Verse five, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be all drenched in God not a few days from now. This is the promise of the Father. He is going to soak you. It's like, what? Like, literally, you know, what do you think in that moment, right? So they're, they're reeling. These guys are reeling, understandably so. And so they kind of continue this conversation. They're trying to figure out what, what's going on here. Verse six, they say this. So they, so when they come together, they, they asked him, okay, so the, the life, the death, the resurrection, 40 days of the kingdom, you're going to get covered up in God. And so the best question they can come up with to try to kind of connect all these dots is, okay, Lord, are you going to at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to restore this kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria Into the ends of the earth. He tells them to wait for the promise of the Father because apparently there's still more. And I'm just wondering this morning, do you believe there's still more for you? No matter what you've seen God do, no matter what you haven't seen God do, do you believe this morning that God is ready to do more through you? That's good. He is ready to do more through you. I don't know where you're coming from and all this sort of thing, but I just want you to know Jesus is ready to do more. You are always allowed to look forward for more. More for your life, more for your marriage, for this city, for this nation, for the planets of the earth, or or the the people of the earth, for, for your kids. There's more. There's always more. So they ask him, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel right now? So these guys, you got to understand, they're, they're, they've been anticipating a Messiah who was going to come and sort of assert political and military dominance. He was going to make the, the literal nation of Israel. They were going to overcome Rome and all this kind of thing. So they've been following him, and I think at this point, they've sort of put that idea on the back burner. But now God's bringing up all this other stuff, and it's like, okay, now is that going to happen? Because like, we thought that was going to happen, but then you died, and that threw us for a loop. And then he rose again and over the last 40 days, it hasn't happened, but now, like, now, I don't know. What are we doing again? Like, how's this go next? I don't know. Are you going to restore the kingdom at this time? Jesus is making the point yet again, that's not really how it's going to go. We're not doing that that whole thing. Are you going to restore the kingdom? He says, that's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father's fixed by earth. Don't worry about all of that kind of stuff. But what you do need to worry about is that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses to all the earth. Jesus does that thing like we've already talked about so many times. He's done it a handful of times, even in these verses, where he says something you're not expecting or he takes a question that you ask and uh, doesn't answer it at all. He just takes the opportunity for him to talk and change the change the subject and say what he really wants to say because you're just not asking a good question. Anybody not asked a good question before? <laughs> he's like, Jesus said something totally different. You're like, oh, that's the, that the trail we're supposed to go down. I got gotcha, you, thanks. he's straightening them out here. He's straightening them out. He's saying, no, we're not, get, get off the, the political military thing. I, I, I want to I help you talk about the real, the real point here because he's about to ascend. He's been with them for years, teaching them. Showing them, they've been learning, they've been watching, they've been observing, they've been getting rewired. Their theology is totally different than it was three years ago, right? How many knows Jesus will do that to you? If you're really following Jesus and your theology doesn't change over the course of three years, you might need to look again. He's crazy. We'll let that one sail. Just You take that if you want to. That was, that was for free. Just, can we do that? Jesus is saying your next lesson, is gonna be a different kind of lesson. This is the point. They're saying, okay, so now we're gonna do the, the, the restored the kingdom Israel thing, and he's saying, no, this next thing is gonna be a little bit different. This next thing isn't about more information for you to know. This next lesson is something I wanna give you. I'm not a lesson I wanna teach you. There's something I want to give you. Jesus is moving them from A to P. He's moving them from the ascension to Pentecost. He's moving them from learning all that they needed to learn to giving them power to do all they were called to do. It's moving from just information to power, from ascension to Pentecost. Sometimes when you're waiting for God to do the, the, when you're waiting for the next, sorry, when you're waiting for God to say the next thing, you know, you need a fresh word from God. Lord, what are you gonna say? What do I need to know? What are you gonna teach me? And sometimes nothing's happening because he's just waiting for you to do the last thing he called you to. He's saying this kingdom is not all about what you know. I'm sending you out to do it and I'm gonna give you power for it. In these last 10 days, Jesus moves his followers from Ascension to Pentecost and he's showing them and he's showing you and he's showing me that he didn't just save us for religious information, He saved us for kingdom action. He's moving you from A to P, from just the good news that that Jesus died and rose again, and now I get to be free to Pentecost and the power to go do the thing yourself. It's not just a religious information contest that we're trying to win against all the other who's right, who's no. It's kingdom action that you're called to. It's calling you to participation. I don't know about you, uh, but I, I know a handful of you, raise your hand, you grew up in church. Uh, I, I grew up in church, I was a church kid, Christian school kid, all that kind of stuff. And to be really honest, like these last 10 days somehow like, never got into the conversation for me growing up. I, I don't know, this, this whole like you're going like, to be drenched in God thing, this isn't just about information. This is about, you know, power to really do this stuff. Somehow, somehow I missed these 10 days and um, missed what these 10 days mean for for mean for being a Christian because for me, most of my life, what, or the purpose of Christianity was about what, what I knew. It was, it was about what, what I could know, who knew the most, or who could find a Bible verse the fastest, right? Or like who could be more right than all the wrong people, like got to be right because that you're a Christian. You know, that, that was kind of the thing. That was the thing for me. And, and on the Holy Spirit, when you talk about the Holy Spirit or, or don't talk about the Holy Spirit, really, is like it's kind of the awkward stepchild of like Christianity, you know? It's like, yeah, we totally believe in the Holy Spirit, but we just kind of let him stay over there. Don't really talk about him a whole lot, like the Cinderella, Cinderella's closet, right, you know, like, just kind of keep the Holy Spirit over there, that's how it was for me, I don't know, I don't know about you, but, and if you talked about the Holy Spirit growing up, you probably didn't know really what you were talking about, and it was sort of like, okay, you're walking towards the cliff, okay, you're about to get a little weird, all that kind of stuff, so I, I don't know, I don't know what your experience was, maybe it was similar to that, but that's kind of how it, how it was for me, Holy Spirit was like not, not, just not really a focus, like, yeah, sure, we need the Father, the Son, the Bible, 100%. The Holy Spirit, don't really get that. And seen a lot of people do a lot of weird things and throwing the Holy Spirit word around. So we're just going to kind of stay safe, right? That's how it was for me. But here in Acts chapter 1, Jesus, he's, he's ascending to heaven. I mean, God in the flesh. He's come and it's time for that, that period of time to end. He's launching human existence into this new covenant that he's talked about. The old covenant was, you know, temple and uh, high priest, one high priest of the nation, all these kind of things. And he's saying, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, that there's this new covenant where you get to walk in relationship with God. You're going to know God. He's he's launching people into this new covenant, living with God. And so he's setting the stage for how this is going to work. And he brings Holy Spirit front and center. Brings them right front and center. Says, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will receive power. You will be my witnesses. This is how it's going to go. saying, I, I, I saved you. I, I made you righteous, all these sort of things, but I'm not, I'm not done. I'm actually going to put the very Spirit of God inside of you so that you can participate in this kingdom that I've been showing you and telling you about this whole time. You're on the team. You're on the team. And I love this because the good news of the kingdom isn't just what he has done for you, it's what he's going to do through you. The good news about all of this stuff, the good news about Jesus, I'm gonna say it like over and over until I see at least like four or five people write it down because I'm writing about two. This is like a big deal. The good news of the kingdom isn't just that what has been done for you, but what he's going to do through you. We're not just looking back. We get to look forward. This is the good news. You see, he's the God of the you will, right? You will. You will. Can I put faith in somebody this morning that God will? That you will? That you will with God? I know, like, your marriage isn't doing well. You don't know if you can make it. You will. You will. You don't know if you can do what God's called you to. You don't know if you're going to make it. You will. You will. You will. You're going to make it. You don't know if you can parent your kids. You don't know how you're going to make it through toddler season and then teenagers come. And then, oh my gosh, but you will. You will. You will. You don't know if you can lead this business, if you can make this decision, if you can lead your family well, if you can do everything that you're called. You will. You will. These 50 days matter for your every day because you will. You will. Jesus, you will. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And when it happens, you will get power. And you will be my witness. You will. You'll do everything I've called you to. You will. You will. I don't know if I can. You will. You will because he wants to fill you with the Spirit of God and power to do the thing that you need to do. He says, go, go, go. But wait. Wait, because you can't do it on your own, but I will baptize you. I will fill you with the Holy Spirit. I will do that, and you will receive power. You will. You will. It's not an optional thing. It's not an optional sort of feature to add on to the gospel, right? It's not like you're buying a car, and you're looking through the option list, and it's like, do I want running boards or not? Like, I don't know. It's not on the option list, this isn't, this whole idea of being filled with the spirit of God, it's not an amendment. It's not like Jesus rose from the dead and for 40 days was like, oh shoot, there was something else I forgot to tell you. Or I just had this good idea, actually what we'll do is. It's not an amendment to the, God, to, to the good news, it's not an amendment to what Jesus did. This, this isn't a denominational preference. Woo! You will be covered, immersed, drenched, soaked, baptized, dripping in the Holy Spirit, filled with power to be a witness for Jesus. Jesus wants to move his disciples from A to P, and he wants the same thing for you. He wants the same exact thing for you You will. You will. You will. You will. I've heard a lot of people say, well, as was for those 12 guys. It wasn't. You will. You will. You will move from A to P. You will move from, from apathy. You'll move from apathy, from, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, just go home. Me and my family, we're kind of doing okay. We're coasting or. Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, God's like pretty cool, you know, we'll do that thing. You will move from apathy to passion when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. You will. You will move from A to P. You will move from addiction to purity. You will. Our generation will move from addiction to purity. We will move from addiction to ourselves, from addiction to sexuality, from addiction to the materials, addiction to our followers and what everybody thinks about us. We will. We will. will. You will. You will move from addiction to purity. A heart and a mind and a body pure before the living God, ready to be used for everything He's called you to. You will. You will. You will. You will move, not just, you will move from what God has done for you to what God wants to do through you. You will. You will. You will. Come on. You will. There's more, and you will. Acts 1, wait, you will. And Acts 2, here it comes. It happens. Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly, somebody say suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested On each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh boy, here we go. We're about to get all charismatic and everything's gonna get weird and fire and loud noises and tongues and oh my goodness. I mean, we can call it what we want, but let's just call it reading the Bible. (laughs) Woo! Do you know Jesus could have stopped at the ascension and it still would be good news? Are you kidding me? It's amazing. Amazing. But he didn't. Sometimes we get stuck in the ascension because it makes a little bit more sense, but we got to move from A to P. I want Acts 1, and I want Acts 2. 3 and 4, he says, divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to talk to you about two things this morning. I can already tell we're going to be pushing the time boundary. Can you stick with me? Oh, it's so good. God's so good. We need the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you this morning about fire and filling. Fire and filling. Tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It's kind of hard to understand. We read verses like Acts 2. Some people, like me, I read it, and I'm just like, yes, yes. And other people are like, I mean, but what does that really, like, what, what does it mean, though, you know? And I'm like, I don't care what it means, like, it's just come on, you know? <laughs> fire, I love fire, like, set everything on fire, that was, you know? So I don't know what camp you're in, sometimes, some of these things, it can be kind of hard to comprehend, what does it mean, like, what's a tongue of fire, and uh, filled, and sounds, and, metaf- like, is it, are these metaphors for what's going to happen, what is this going to feel like, look like, be like? I want to understand what to expect, I mean, it's all fair questions that we have, but, when, what, what I think we can do when we read things that maybe are a little bit, you know, um, not normal. Let's <laughs> call it what it is, right? Read things that aren't normal. We can, uh, we can sort of jump to, like, this idea that things are metaphoric. Um, but sometimes that's helpful. But sometimes I think uh, we can miss what God is really actually trying to say. Just because we don't understand, we try to explain it with metaphor. But what if God's really actually saying exactly what he says? For example, God wants to baptize you in fire. He's like, is that good? <laughs> God wants to baptize you in fire. So tongues of fire appeared to them. This fire thing is not a metaphor. And, and the, the truth is we gotta zoom out and look at the whole big story of history and the Bible to understand what God is doing when He baptizes us with fire. Because the truth is, this wasn't a fresh idea that God had for like, oh, now that some history has passed, maybe now we should do this like baptism of the Holy Spirit thing and fire would be cool. Like, fire's been the whole point all along. Fire's been the whole point all along. In Exodus 13, when uh, the people of Egypt are being led, or the the people of Israel, they're getting led out of Egypt into the promised land. They didn't know where to go or how to get there. So Jesus, or, well, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, God, you know how that works, right? Anyways, he would show up at night in a pillar of fire. A pillar of fire to, sh- to, to, do, to do a few things. One, to show them I'm with you. How many of you know if a pillar of fire appears in the night, you're going to be pretty confident that God is with you? Like, super encouraging. Pretty sure God's here. It's awesome. Okay, so the fire was, was the presence of God. I mean, it was God, right? God's like, I'm with you, and it's dark out here, and you don't know where to go, but I'm here to show you the way. I'm taking you out of slavery. I'm taking you into the promised land. I'm not leaving you to figure it out on your own. I'm with you. I'm gonna show you every step of the way. The fire of God. Before that, Moses, he's walking through the desert and he uh, sees a bush burning, but it's not consumed and turns around and says, I gotta see what that is. Boom, God calls to him out of the bush, out of the fire. This fire is not metaphor, like the fire is God. He, 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 he He is fire, he's a guiding fire. And in this Acts chapter 2, you know, I think for us, we can look back and be like, man, that would be cool if God still did the fire thing, right? Like, if every time we came to church, we're like, oh, is God here yet? And it's like, boom. Like, Perfect. Let's get started now. You know, what if, what if God did that stuff today? That'd be awesome. But the purpose of Acts chapter 2 is that now you are the fire. You're the pillar of fire. Because let's be honest. When I'm being a punk to my wife, she doesn't need a pillar of fire randomly in the Middle East. She needs me full of the Spirit of God in my house, being a good man. Your coworkers don't need a pillar of fire somewhere else in the world. They need you lit on fire in the Spirit of God, living holy, being righteous, loving people, doing your work well, and keeping your eyes open to what God might want to do. You're the fire. It's not a metaphor says, God is gonna come on you in fire. We are now the fire for a world lost in the dark trying to figure out where is home and how do I get there? You're the light of the world, Jesus said. You don't hide a lamp under a table. Back then, you lit lamps on fire. You're the fire. You're the Fire. Fire. Fire comes in Acts chapter 2, and next he he fills them. We talked about fire. I want to talk about filling. He fills them with the Holy Spirit. We've got to keep in mind that the Holy Spirit is not awkward stepchild. He is God. He is God as much as the Father, God as much as the Son. God fills them with the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, they were filled with God. In Acts 1, Jesus says you're going to get filled with God. Acts 2, they get filled with God. But again, we got to back up. What, what's going on here? What, what are they think, what, What's God really saying here? Like, oh, is the filling, what's that all about? Because this is important. Because the filling has also been the point the whole time. Up to this point, there was one place on the planet they got filled with the presence of God. They had their temple, and there was one place in the temple called the Holy of Holies. And there was a structure that God had told Moses to build called the Ark of the Covenant. And it had a seat on it for God. And this one place, one guy, the high priest could go in one time a year. But this was the place where God would dwell and interact with his people. The one place that got filled with God was the Holy of Holies. You did not go in there. It was like, it's God and stuff, you know. You might get burned up. He's holy. Amen? All they knew was, well, there's no, 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 we don't get filled with God. That place gets filled with God because it's holy and it's righteous and it's like built for that. I'm just me. He says, no, 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 you are going to be filled with God. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil to the Holy of Holies ripped in half all by itself. God took his hands and ripped that thing open saying, this wasn't the end game. I'm coming out and now I'm coming in. I'm coming in. And Jesus says, the temple is now obsolete. You are the temple. Okay, the temple is obsolete. You are the temple of the living God. Okay, the temple, this is amazing. This is just so good, okay? So when, in the Old Testament, they're in the desert, they're wandering the temple, presence of God dwells there. He would dwell in one place for one nation on earth. And you're like, what's the deal with that? That seems pretty exclusive. Like, why didn't every nation get an Ark of the Covenant? Because here's the thing. When God would dwell with his people, he would pour out his blessing on them. If they would just do what he said, which they didn't always do. But when they did, they walked in his blessing. They walked in his power. They walked in his influence. They walked in his victory. And because of that, the rest of the world took notice. What's different about those people? And then they had a choice. Do I want what's different? Because it's God, clearly. Do I want it or am I scared of it and am I going to run away? Yeah. He, dwell, he had to dwell with one as a testimony to all. Yeah. God is dwelling in you so that you can be a testimony to the people around you. You are going to walk in the presence of God, the blessing of God, the fruit of God. Like, he is looking to pour himself out on your life so that everybody else looks around and is like, wait a second, I want that. Oh, everybody. You can be filled with God. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, Paul's writing to, to a church that he had started and they had kind of gotten distracted. They thought this thing was like all about just doing whatever they wanted and like doing what feels good and all this kind of stuff. Do we have that? And he says this, he says, don't you know that you're God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? It's, it's a rebuke, but it's, it's like, wake up. Like this is a way bigger deal than like you can get forgiven of stuff that you still wanna do. Like, hello, you can house God. Woo! That's good. He goes on again a few chapters later in chapter six. He says, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Woo! How cool is that? You are the dwelling place of God. You walk in his blessing as a testimony to all the nations. Here's my point. The will of God for your life is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What's God want to do with me? He wants to fill you with himself. We'll take care of it from there. The will of God for your life is not just to come to church on Sundays, be a good person, know all the right things, and have the right political views, and be right about this versus that. He wants to fill you with him. Ha! <sighs> begs a question. we're going to talk about this again next week. don't worry we'll We'll dig more into it. Anybody got questions? I got questions. <laughs> Let's deal with a question really briefly. Um, how do we get this right? Is that just me? Anybody else want this? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Three, two in the back we got I got you guys. How, how, how do we get this Ephesians 1 Paul says uh, that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit on the day of salvation that when we give our lives to Jesus he seals us for salvation but in Acts 2 and all through the Bible and all through history we see that God doesn't just want to seal you he wants to come on you and baptize you drench you get you dripping in the presence of God there's the two things that I see between Acts and 1 Acts 1 and Acts 2 we We'll say, we'll say in and on. There's an in and an on, right? You get filled on the inside, and you get put fire on the outside kind of a thing. There's this in, and there's an on. So how do we, how do we, how do we get in? How do we get filled, right? What, how do I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't know about you, but I have found that if I'm usually trying to fill something up, I need to make sure that there's nothing else in it. You want a glass of water, but there's a leftover cup of OJ on the counter? From breakfast, dump it out, rinse it out, fill it up with water. I think we should live that way. We've got to get our lives rinsed out, cleaned out of all the other stuff that we're already filling ourselves with. You want to be filled with the Spirit of God? Are you making room for the Spirit of God? That's a question for me. The question is, what do you need to get out of your life to make room for the Holy Spirit in your life? I don't want to have to get rid of anything. Isn't that super legalistic? I'm just hungry for God. You can call legalism if you want. I'm ready to get that thing out if I'm gonna get God in return. Come on, somebody. Ha <laughs> ha. What do you need to repent of? The Bible says the Holy Spirit would bring us to repentance. And we get scared of that word. But he's saying, no, just turn from that. I wanna give you me. This is awesome. Like, that thing that you already hate that you do, that you know is killing you, Here's power to get rid of it and take me in your place. Woo, I'll repent. Spirit of God, convict me. Where do I need to repent? That means whenever I get something out, I just made room for him to come in. Where do you need to fast from? What do you need to get out of your life? What habits do you need to get out of your life? Sometimes what people do you need to get out of your life? What influences, what voices, what needs to get out so the Holy Spirit can get in? You wanna be filled? Let's make some space. Can we be a people who make space? We want him in. We want him in. Schedule time to let him fill you. Is your schedule too full? Or do we have space to let him in? In and on. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, uh, my clothes don't put themselves on for me. Like, if I don't want to walk out of the house with nothing on, I got to go into the closet and put some clothes on, right? I got to put these things on, right? Am I the only one that actually has to put my clothes on? Is there Anybody? Okay, cool, this is normal. Okay, cool. Just take it. If I want to put something on and I want to walk out with no clothes on, I gotta go into the closet and put my clothes on. If we want the Holy Spirit on us. We gotta put him on. If I want to wear one shirt, I gotta take off the shirt I'm currently wearing. What are we covering ourselves with? Instead of him. Right? Is that clicking? God tells us repeatedly, he says, ask, seek, knock, come into the closet, seek me, seek to wear me, seek to put me on, come into the place where you can meet with me, come, I want to be with you, I want to be in you, and I want to be on you, are you going to the closet, are you spending time just with him, letting him cover you? Thank God, it's just you and me. I've taken off everything in my life. Would you clothe me with fire? Wanna know how to get the spirit of God on you? It took 10 days of this. When it's not comfortable, and everyone's like, okay, pastor, I get it. No, God, we need you. Spirit of the living God. Would you cover us, baptize us in fire for the sake of the world? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. In and on. What do you need to get off of your life so the Holy Spirit can come on your life? What do you need to get off? To get that stuff off, that sin off. We got to throw it off. Everything that's hindering you, just throw it off and let Him come on you. We wanna be covered in the Holy Spirit. We gotta know we need God to baptize us. Go ahead and stand up. We wrap up this morning. My target was your guts this morning. Did I stir them up? My goal was to get in there and just stir those suckers up. Me too. Over 800 years prior to Pentecost, God prophesied through a prophet named Joel, I will, Pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm coming. I'm coming in. I'm coming on. I'm coming. Here I come. This isn't an afterthought. You are called in your life to be a pillar, a burning bush, a temple for the living God. That's what Jesus has made available to you. This is good news. He changed the game. He changed the game. It is the will of God to pour out His Spirit on you. It's like, oh, I don't know if I'm a good enough Christian. No, God's will is for you to be filled with His Spirit. It is His will to pour out His Spirit on this city, to pour out His Spirit on your family, on your friends, on the people in your life who don't know Jesus. The will of God is to pour Himself out on them, pour Himself out on you. This is the will of God. We've been ending our services like we we usually do, just a time of response, but sometimes we have people available to pray and all that, but for this this series, it's just kind of been every week, we kind of get there and it's like, who wants it? Come on up to the front. So who wants it? If you want more of God, I wanna invite you to come up to the front just as a physical response, say, God, I want you, I want you. All through the book of Acts, the spirit of God fell and a whole city gathered and said, I want what you have. When they would preach to the crowds, thousands would come forward. It wasn't just a, oh, that was a nice little service. Oh, that's really good, add to my life. No, I've got to burn for Jesus. If you're hungry, if you're hungry to be filled with the Spirit of God, I wanna invite you to come up. You don't even have to know Jesus yet. You can do that while we pray. You can come up, saying, God, come, come on up, come on up, all the way up to here. Come on up, come on up, come on up. As we sing this song, when you walk into the room, I always want you to have a prayer in your heart. God, would you take me from A to P? Would you take me from A to P? Would you come baptize me? Would you fill me with you? Not a feeling, I'm not going after the goosebumps. That's not how this, that's not what this hinges on. God, I've gotta have you. I've gotta have fire, God. I've gotta have filling, God. Use me, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Lord, would you come right now? Would you convict us of everything that we can throw off of our lives and in exchange be covered with you? Would you convict us, Lord, of everything we can get out of our lives and and in exchange be filled with you? God, I pray over every single person here right now a vision to be used by God, a vision to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, that it wouldn't just be about us. It wouldn't be about us being good Christians or having a good experience or liking church or whatever. God, come and baptize us, Holy Spirit fill us with the spirit of god lord our city needs you the world needs you holy spirit come and fill us with power come into our room come into our hearts we love you jesus we call out for fire lord if it's got to look like something we've never seen so be it if it's got to be something super uncomfortable that we don't know about let it be If it's gotta change what we think about how it ought to go, let it be. Fill us, Spirit of God. Lord, wake us up. Wake up this city. Wake up this church. Wake us up, Lord. Send a sound in our lives. Lord, I ask for every person connected to somebody here who doesn't know Jesus. Lord, I ask that this week, for us, suddenly there was a sound from heaven. Lord, we ask for a hunger in the name of Jesus over our city. We ask for a hunger in the name of Jesus over our families, over our friends, over our workplaces, over our campuses. Put your hand on your chest if you're up in the front and say, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us with fire. God, I ask for a fire of the living God in every spirit, in every soul, in every body. Would you come? Oh my God, would you come on us? Would you come on us, God? Holy Spirit, just start calling out for God. Just let your heart sing, let your heart long for Him, let your heart call to Him, let your heart call to Jesus, call out for the Holy Spirit, if He starts convicting you, if there's something in your life that you know needs to get out, just tell Him, Lord, I get it out, I get it out right now, I throw it off, would you come and fill me, you're free, there's freedom for you right now, there's freedom. Spirit. about moving from A to P. We mentioned a few things. And if I was reading that list, I talked about apathy, talked about addiction, talking about even just moving from everything that God's done for you to moving into what He wants to do through you. If you if that's you, if I was reading that, you're like, Yeah, I got apathy in my life. I need to get out. I need I need passion. If you've got addiction in your life and you need purity, just go ahead and raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. Raise them high. Raise them high. Raise them high because it's, it's, I'm free, oh, this is good news. You have the ability to raise your hand. If you're here this morning and you're like, yeah, this is awesome, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I need power on my life. If you need power on your life, I want you to raise your hand right now, keep your hands up. You're just saying, I need the power, I need power. If you're here and you're saying, this has been segmented for me, I need to get baptized, covered head to toe. I want you to raise your hand. You said, I'm ready to move, ready to move from partial to the whole thing. Jesus, right now, we take you at your word, your promise over every hand raised. You will, you will, you will, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with power. You will move from apathy to passion. You will move from addiction to purity, we cast all addiction out in Jesus' name. All pornography, you have no hold on a life in this room in Jesus' name. No hold on a generation, no hold on the generations to come. Oh, God, we call out for the purity of heaven, Jesus. Oh, my God.
1: Fire, God.
0: Have you been asleep, and this is your alarm? It's time to wake up. This more. You need to hear Him say right now, you will, you, not everybody else, you. looks from heaven, he sees you. You individuals, as a church, as a city, as a people, as a nation, as a race, it is time for us to move, God. Move us from A to P, from where we are to what you have for us, God. God. Baptize us in fire, God. Fire. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Teach us how to be a temple. Teach us how to be a pillar. Teach us how to be a bush. Teach us how to be an offering. Teach us how to be a Christian. Full of the Spirit of the living God. Speak to us this week, you that I thank you for whatever is being felt right now. Thank you for whatever is not being felt right now. But I thank you that whenever feelings do come or don't come, we have faith. Would you give us faith more than feelings? Teach us to have faith when we don't feel it. Teach us to burn when we don't feel it. Teach us to be filled when we don't feel it. Jesus, Get us, Lord. Saying it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. We're about to end our service, but it doesn't end. <laughs> Pentecost, it doesn't end. There's always more. We close our service. I just want anybody who says, I believe, to say, I believe. I believe. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow, Jesus. Woo! I'm excited. I hope you had fun. I sure did. It's just the beginning. Amen. For some of you, you're like, that was really weird. And that's okay. It was, kind of. But I believe it's God. You guys ready to keep digging in? Is this still, still true tomorrow? Is it still true on Tuesday? Oh, let's keep doing this thing. I love it. I love all of you so much. Thanks for being here this morning. I believe God is just getting started with us. We said at the beginning of the service, I said, don't miss any of these weeks. I believe God's going to do something. And I think He's doing something. He's doing something in me. I know He is. We'd love to see you at Values Nights tonight. Keep with put that slide up, Chris? Leave that up there if you need the address and the time. It'll be on there as you walk out. We'd love to see you at Values Nights. Um, we'd love to see you next week. We're going to talk more about this and um, the Holy Spirit gifts and fruit of the Holy Spirit, all these other things that, that come along. And um, one of our Values Nights on 6-4, we'll be talking about this together. It's kind of a small group discussion, too. So there's more coming. Do you want more? God, good, good. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. Hopefully that was good for you moms. I love you. We'll see you later. Have a great Sunday. Oh, the kids are probably going crazy. Bless them in Jesus' name. Have a good day.